0: What's up everybody? This is Colby Wood with the Medical Sales Certification Podcast and welcome to this episode. And uh, I wanted to share a phone call that I had with, uh, with a young man yesterday who reached out to me. He's a high school kid that wants to get into medical sales. And so I, I thought I would take this podcast episode to kind of expand uh, on the conversation that I had with him yesterday and hopefully provide some nuance and color and, and some thoughts. If you are somebody that's uh, in high school, going to college, or in high school and you want to get into medical sales, or maybe you're still relatively early in your college career, um, some things to think about as far as what you should be doing or uh, what you should be focusing on, etc. cetera. Um, so this phone call yesterday that I had with this kid, He is a junior in high school going into his senior year. And he had reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, here's my situation. Uh, Potentially could be playing football in college, but I want to get into medical sales. And I'm trying to get an idea on what the undergraduate degree should be or what I should focus on in college to set myself up for a career in medical sales. And so I jumped on the phone with him and I was obviously asking him a bunch of questions on, you know, well, First of all, why does he want to do it? Uh, Is he serious about the football thing? What are his options? And so let's take this kind of from the perspective of a high school kid that is, you know, you're going to college and you want to get into medical sales and and what should you be focusing on? What courses should you be taking, etc.? I've got a couple of thoughts on this that maybe my concern is that I haven't done a good enough job explaining uh, the nuances of what I talk about and what I don't want to have come across to people is kind of the wrong thoughts or ideas or expectations or game plan as far as what people should be focusing on to get into medical sales. So I jumped on the phone with with this kid yesterday and he said that his game plan is to go to college and he wants to do an undergraduate in biomedical sciences with a that's going to be his major with a minor in neuroscience, and in theory, and maybe like I, I'll take responsibility for this. Maybe, maybe at some level, I played a role in saying that. Well, what you need to be doing in medical sales is figuring out both sides of the business. There's sales side and there's medical side. And so he, uh, his dad runs a car dealership, so he has some sales experience selling cars. So he's got that side of the business down, at least has some experience and knows what he's getting into from a sales perspective. And then he's bringing in or trying to bring in the medical side by going into biomedical sciences and neuroscience as an undergrad. And so in theory, yes, that could be a good approach to take. But here's the nuance that I'd like to to bring in to the, to the conversation. The first question I asked him about that specifically was, are you going into biomedical sciences and neuroscience because that is actually what's interesting to you or are you just doing that because you think it's going to prepare you well for a job in medical sales and the reason I asked that question is because I have a fundamental concern that people that are really smart don't (laughs) how do I say this um, if you are a 4.0 student, there's not that many of those that want to go do sales. Okay, let's call it what it is. If you're like, yeah, I want to make a good income. I want to do medical sales. And you're a 4.0 student, you are definitely in the minority. Most people that are that intelligent that can get a 4.0 are going and doing something related to their intelligence level. So if you're going to go to college, and you're going to study biomedical sciences and neuroscience, and then I was going to interview, after, interview you after you graduated, the first thing I would ask myself is, why are you wanting to be in sales? Like, you just got a biomedical sciences and a neuroscience degree, and you want to go knock on doors. <laughs> and I think part of it is probably a little bit of a misunderstanding, and it, and it could be my doing, but I think also part of it is just... There's not a whole lot of uh, clarity or understanding around what the day-to-day life looks like for a medical sales rep. I think I think it's easy to, from the outside, assume that it's a very, very clinically focused role, where you've got to be as smart as the, as smart as the surgeon to do this job. And what I was trying to share with him, and what I hope I can share with you, is that. I am very much in the camp of being smart and knowing your things, knowing your shit, uh, understanding anatomy and physiology and biomechanics. But that can't be taken to the extreme in my opinion, where you're literally trying to be a certain, like if you're trying to be more, more or less as smart as a surgeon, but then go do sales like surgeons don't buy from surgeons and no company is going to hire a surgeon to be a sales rep. So You know, you've got to at least deploy some self-awareness around the reality of you may be really smart and you may be really interested in something like neuroscience or biomedical sciences and you might be a 4.0 GPA kid. But when you go interview for a sales job, like just put aside the medical sales part of it, you're going to go interview for a sales job as a 4.0 student that just got a degree in biomedical sciences and neuroscience, there are going to be question marks around why are you doing this? And that's not to say that you can't do it. And it's not to say that that's not the right approach for you. What it is, what I am trying to communicate is do that because that's actually what you're interested in. Don't take courses like that. Don't necessarily take a workload like that or a a major like that just because you think that that's going to help you. I actually don't think that's going to be a big help. And that might run counter to maybe things you've heard on this podcast or any of the videos or trainings that you've watched, but you've got to put yourself in the shoes of the person that's hiring you and say, well, what is the chip on the shoulder of this person that I'm hiring? Like let's, let me maybe do, let me repaint, repaint the day-to-day job of a sales rep. If maybe I haven't done a good job of this before. In medical sales, yes. If you are selling surgical products, you're going to go into surgery and you're going to hang out in surgery with doctors while they're doing surgery. And they may ask you some questions about the product. Hey, what size should I use here? What size should I use there? What size drill bit here? What's the punch size that I need? What do you recommend for this or that? That is not the same thing as understanding at a very complex level everything there is to know about biology and neuroscience and biomechanics and anatomy. Like, I don't know all the anatomy, just so we're clear. Like, I'm in orthopedics. I know bones and ligaments and tendons and muscles, okay? (laughs) Like, I don't know the neural innervation. I don't know the specifics of anatomy outside of that. I mean, I have a, a general vague understanding, but I don't need to know the functionality of the brain to go sell a rotator cuff product. I just need to know what the four rotator cuff tendons are and what they do and where they attach. You don't need to know which uh, which nerve innervates the subscapularis tendon or which nerve innervates or where the blood supply comes from for this, that, and everything else. Your job in, in medical sales, like as much as it can be a very clinically focused sales job, you can't ignore the reality of this being a sales job, period. It is a sales job. It is a numbers-based job if you don't have, if you're not working for one of the top companies in the industry, if you're not working for a company that has business already, that you're more or less just going to be servicing, you're going to be going and knocking on doors. You're going to go call on offices. You're going to go cold call on doctor's offices. You're going to go cold call on hospitals and surgery centers. You're going to go try to convince somebody to use your product. And believe me, they're not going to use your product because you're a genius. Like, that might help you in getting business because they might value the fact that you know your stuff better than somebody else. But that is not necessarily going to be the reason why you're going to get somebody's business. Like surgeons don't necessarily go buy products from other surgeons. They buy products from sales reps. They buy products from people that they want to hang out with. They buy products from people that make them feel good and confident about what they're doing. They buy products with, from people that they like talking with and hang out with and having conversations with that have nothing to do with medical sales, like there's, there's a wide spectrum of reasons why a doctor is going to use your product. Now, some of it is the product. Some of it is you being clinically strong, but some of it is just you being a likable person that they want to do business with and want to have you around. And so I, I want to, I feel like this is an opportunity for me to clarify just so that there isn't, I don't want to go off the deep end with people thinking that like they need to, more or less become a surgeon or at least a surgeon level intelligence to get into medical sales. Like that's not it at all. You don't need to know those things to sell products. Believe me, you know, and in the, in this phone call with this, with this kid, he was talking, you know, I asked him what area of medical sales he'd like to be in. And so he gave me the example of selling things like total hips or something like that. Believe me, you do not need to be, to have a Biomedical sciences slash neuroscience degree to go sell total total hips. You need to know what the acetabulum is. You need to know what the femur is, and you need to be able to talk about how and why you're going to place the implant where you're going to where you're going to implant it. But you're going to need to know your trays. You're going to need to need to know which instruments are used for which steps of the procedure. You're going to need to know how to work with the room and how to get the scrub tech to work with you and not against you. You're going to need to get the facility to understand why they should be using your product. You're going to have to negotiate deals and contracts with them. You're not necessarily going to talk about anything related to biology. Like sometimes you will, but that's not a given. And it's not a given that like geniuses don't generally go into sales. <laughs> like, like I don't know if I mentioned it on this podcast. i I think I have. It was probably early on, so I don't know if you guys have heard it. Like my GPA in college, I round up to a 2.5. I round up to a 2.5. Okay, It was like 2.45, something like that. I think that's the more accurate one, 2.45. 2.45 GPA. Nobody thought I was a genius. Now, I think I'm pretty smart, and I think I'm smarter than the 2.45 GPA. I use that as an example of you don't need to be a 4.0 student. You don't need to walk out with a degree that says, I am a freaking genius and I know everything about medicine. Because the first question I would ask is, well, why don't you just go be a doctor? If you're so interested in this, types of, this type of thing, or you're interested in this area, you understand medicine this well, why aren't you just a physician or a surgeon? Why are you, <laughs> like, you know, it, you're trying to know this just as well as a doctor, but then you want to go be a sales rep. Like, that doesn't compute. You have to understand there's a mismatch there and it that is raising red flags in my mind on why would this person want to go call on doctors? Right? He he or she wants to be their peer is what it sounds like if you're if you're really trying to focus on you walking out with this very impressive degree. Now, again, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do that. If that's what you're interested in, go for it. But don't pick your degree that's like Super intellectual from the standpoint of medicine, like neuroscience or, you know, uh, biomedical sciences, do it because you want to do that and you're interested in it and because you think it's going to help you. But don't do it because you're like, oh, this is the thing that's going to get me hired in medical sales. Because in my experience and in my opinion, it's not. Because if you walk out with degrees like that, people are going to say, well, why aren't you just a doctor? (laughs) Like, wait, You want to go call on doctors when you more or less are trying to know as much as they know. You have to, at some level, know your role as a medical sales rep. You have to have some level of humility, understanding that um, you're not on the level of the surgeon. When you walk into the operating room, that's their space. Like they're the king of the operating room and they want it to be that way. Your job is not to walk in there and then try to be on their level. Your job is like you're serving a role when you go into the operating room, period. You're serving a role to help them do their job better. You're not there to show everyone in the room how smart you are. That's only going to be helpful as like the, one of the questions on this phone call that he asked about is, he's like, well, in one of your videos, you talked about how being so smart and understanding these things is going to help you in sales. And I'm like, yes. And it can help you get a job, right? Like knowing your anatomy, knowing that if you're going to go hire or try to get hired for, uh, you know, somebody that sells total hips, do do you need to know hip anatomy? Well, it would certainly be helpful for you because at some level you're going to have to know it, but you don't need to be a neuroscience major to do that. What I'm saying is that might help you get hired in the first place, but the fact that you know all those types of things does not necessarily mean that you're going to get any business when you get hired. Like just like you might be smart and so the company hires you. And they're banking on the fact that well because you're smart and you understand medicine and maybe you got some sales experience you might be good at this job okay cool good that gets you in the door when you walk in and call on a doctor's office for the first time they're not gonna say hey what was your college major oh wow you're really smart you you have a biomedical sciences and a neuroscience undergraduate degree like we should definitely use your product that's and I don't know you know that's not to razz on this kid that I was talking on the phone with that's just to say. Those things are not going to get you business when you're actually in the job. What's going to get you business is understanding the sales process, understanding how to follow up with customers, understanding how to handle objections, figuring out what the customer cares about, doing, you know, your discovery meeting properly, where you're asking the right questions, where you're understanding, do they have pain points that I can solve? When, you know, the doctor gets into trouble and they call you for backup help and you're able to walk in the room and help them out those types of situations are how you're going to win business. It's not going to be because you know everything. And that doesn't mean, again, that doesn't mean that it's not important to know your stuff. It obviously is at some level, but you can take that way too far to the, to the extent of you're like borderline a surgeon, but then you want to go into sales. Like that doesn't compute. So you have to have the self-awareness of when I'm trying to get hired, what are the downsides of me doing this? What are the downsides? What's the worst case scenario that could happen? If I, if I get this really impressive degree, what are they going to say to me? Well, why do you get that degree? But then you want to go into sales. Like that's what they're going to ask. So you just have to be prepared for that. So if you want to go down that road, do it because you want to, not because you think that that's going to be the, the, you know, the root card or not the rook card. I don't know if anybody plays rook. <laughs> I don't know why I threw that out. Joker card is what I was thinking. Wild card, uh, rook card, if there are any rook fans out there. Played a lot of that growing up. Um, don't think of that as the trump card saying that, you know, I've got this trump card in my back pocket because I, I have this great degree and that's how I'm going to get hired. Like, no, not necessarily. And so hopefully I can share. Uh, hopefully, maybe that cleared it up a little bit for you if you guys are, are doing that. When you're going into college and you're thinking about which major you should take, yes, it, my recommendation is you focus it in one of two areas. You've got the sales side of the business, you've got the medical side of the business. It's hard to replicate experience in sales unless you have time to do an internship or you're working throughout the school year or you're working during the summer in a sales job. That's going to be helpful for you. But if you're thinking about picking a career, anything in sales and business, would be functional and helpful. And that's going to give you a leg up. Marketing would be helpful also. And if you're going the medical side of things, you know, having an undergraduate that's relevant for the types of products you want to sell is helpful also. So don't, I don't want you to take this the wrong way that I'm saying, you know, don't take a hard major. I'm saying do it because you're actually interested in it, but then understand that you're going to have to answer those questions later. Like if you took a really difficult major and you walk out with a 4.0 and you think that like, because I got a 4.0 in a difficult major at a good college, that's going to be the trump card to get me into a sales job. It's like, that doesn't typically happen. Typically the people that get 4.0s that go, that took a difficult major, they're going to go do something related to them being intellectually smart, right? Like they want to, generally speaking, those types of people want to use their intellectual power in their career versus more of a physical, I'm actually going to go knock on doors and be a good salesperson. So um, hopefully that's can communicate a little bit and maybe add some clarity or some nuance to anything or the conversations that I've had or the podcasts that I've done in the past regarding this subject. Um, you just ha- don't lose sight of the reality that this is a sales shop. And it's performance based. And what you know is only as good as its ability to get you the job, first and foremost. And then, second, your ability to be helpful to the doctor in surgery or helpful to add nuance or insight or things like that. But it does not guarantee you anything to be smart. The only thing that really matters in a performance based job is what you do on a daily basis what you do is going to be way more important and way more impactful in your career than what you know. So just know that up front before you go spend four years in college on a really tough degree trying to bang out a 4.0 and thinking that that's going to be the ticket to this medical sales job. Because it could be, but you're going to have to answer for why you did that. So understand that. So then the last thing that I want to touch on is you know, he asked me about, well, do I go to, because he was talking about getting into colleges, and he's like, I think I could go to this better college, this good college, and I could take this biomedical sciences uh, major with a minor in neuroscience and play football here, but my concern is that, um, that I'm not going to be able to do both, that I'm not going to be able to perform at this uh, more prestigious school in the classroom and do football at the same time. So do I go to this prestigious school and try to do that? Or do I go to a lesser prestigious school and then do better in the classroom taking this degree? And everything's about trade-offs. It's all about, well, what are the options? Can I go to this school or can I go to that school? So here's a framework that I use for, that I use and or would, I guess I didn't necessarily use it, but what I would recommend having been through it, been through college, understanding kind of coming out on the other side what things look like in the real world. Here's how I would think about that. If you, again, it comes down to what you're actually interested in. If you're interested in taking a, a more difficult degree because that interests you and you think that you want to use that long term, go for it and go to the best school that you can. But don't, I would not recommend going to a lesser school to get the degree that you think is going to look better. In my experience, and in my opinion, on colleges and the benefits of it, you know, I went to Michigan, but nobody cares what my degree was in. Because I didn't go into a hyper-specialized industry that required a specific degree. If you want to be an engineer, you've got to take an engineering courses. You have to get an engineering degree. But if you're going to be in sales, you don't have to take any specific degrees. I mean, there's, there's people in medical sales that have all kinds of backgrounds. And the benefit that I, like, I, f- I fully believe that the benefit of me going to the University of Michigan is going to be in the network and the connections and the prestige of the school a hell of a lot more than anything that I actually learned in college. Like, yes, I learned anatomy. I learned biomechanics. I learned physiology. I took all those courses. Have they helped me in my medical sales career? Yes, Have they shortened the learning curve? Yes. Can I speak more fluently than others about the anatomy and the physiology and all that? Yes. Does that really, really, when we get down to brass tacks, does that really matter? It's hard for me to say it does. What matters a lot more is the network that I'm in. The fact that I said, oh, I went to Michigan and, you know, who knows who else, but there's a massive network of people that went to that school. So I would argue, and this is what I told the kid on the phone, is that I would argue that you're better going to, the better option for you, now I don't, I don't know his financial situation, so, and I clarified that up front, I'm like, all else being equal, because I don't know your financial situation, all else being equal, I would take a degree in anything from a better university than going to a lesser university and trying to get the degree that supposedly sounds right, or that would be more prestigious. I think the network and the connections that you're going to be able to make at a university, that's a bigger one that's more prestigious, is going to be a hell of a lot more impactful and a bigger, bigger thing for you in the long term than you getting some specialized degree or some high, highly esteemed degree from a lesser known school. So I would think about it that way, especially if you're you're in high school and you're and you're planning to go to college and you've got some decisions in front of you. You know, one man's opinion, one man's hot take on that is think about the network and the connections and the people that you can meet at the schools you go to, that's going to be a lot more impactful long-term than the degree that you have. And I told the kid on the phone when I was talking to him, I'm like, you know, the first job, when I first got hired in medical sales, you know, they asked me like, what's your degree in? Oh, okay. You know, a bachelor's of science in movement science. Cool. Okay. Then you took an anatomy and biomechanics and physiology. Yep. And that's going to help you. Yeah. You're, you're going to be able to pick it up quicker. Yeah. Okay, cool after the first job that I had, nobody cares. Like, nobody cares what my degree was in after the first job that it got me. Like, once I got into medical sales, every job since has had nothing to do with my degree. Like, me getting the job has had nothing to do with what I took in college. Nobody cares. So understand, if you want to get into medical sales, you're just trying to set yourself up to get the first job, period. That's how I would look at it. Whatever you think is going to give you the competitive advantage to get hired the first time is what you should be focusing on. Because after that, it's strictly performance. You know, you get your first job. Okay, cool. They're going to hire you because you've got some sales experience. You've got a medical background. Cool. That gets you in the door, period. Now, you know, two years down the road, when you've got an opportunity to take a territory, they don't care about your degree. They don't care about your knowledge. They care about if you're going to perform. And in those first two years, you're going to have to prove that you're going to be the guy that can perform or the gal that can perform, period. So, you know, so many so many people that I talk with, and I would say virtually everybody that I talk with or that reach out to me asking me about resumes or asking me about, you know, college and which courses they should take, take what's interesting to you first and foremost and understand that after the first job, after you get your foot in the door, nobody cares, okay? It's going to be a performance-based job forever in sales. Like, this, eh, it's all about performance. So once you get your foot in the door, no one ever again is going to ask you, oh, you were a neuroscience major? Oh, we should definitely hire you because of that. They're going to say, no, are you willing to go grow the business, and how are you going to do it? Do you know how to grow the business? Do you understand what it's going to take to run a territory? how well do you handle your customers? Do you understand how to push on them and lean into them when you need to? Do you understand how to ask for the business? Like, n- <laughs> has nothing to do with neuroscience or anything like that. So understand, like, this is a sales job. It's a performance based job. So, you know, I, I just don't want you to have rosy colored glasses on what your expectations are of this job prior to getting into it. I want to be as clear and helpful as to people that are outside of the industry who may have a misunderstanding of what the job looks like on a day-to-day basis. Like, it's a sales job. It's Your job is to grow the business. And I've always said this, and this was my experience, is that when you first start out in medical sales, you know, for the first year, you think that like 75% of the job is knowing your product and hanging out in surgery and being helpful and working with the staff and, you know, making sure the cases go well. And that's you know, the other 25% is, yeah, selling products and, you know, building the business and all that. Believe me, after a year or two years into the job, you realize that like 10% of the job is knowing your product and being helpful in surgery and understanding those types of things. And 90% of your time and your focus and your effort and your energy is going to be on how do I grow the business. It's going to be 90% of your job. You might be standing in the OR for eight hours a day, selling your products and helping surgeons in surgery and doing those things. You might be selling total hips and you might have to go into surgery and you've got four total hips for the day and that's going to eat up your day. But 90% of your time, even when you're there, is going to be spent game planning, thinking about reaching out and phone calls and emails, jumping out and getting in the car and going, going and making calls. You're going to be focused on building the business early on, you think that like everything in this job is, well, you got to, you know, cover cases and make sure they go well. And the surgeon's got to like you and you've got to, you know, know your product and all that. Once you get your product down, once you understand the anatomy, you un- once you understand how the hospital systems and the surgery centers work, then 90%, if not more of your focus and your, the, the effort that you're putting into the job on a day-to-day basis is how do you grow the business period. So, um, I hope that's, I hope that can kind of add nuance and clarify some things for people. And um, if you have specific questions about your situation and what you have going on and, and maybe you're, you're, you want to be a little bit more thoughtful, feel free to reach out. Obviously, I'm happy to, to kind of give my, my take and my two cents on, on your unique situation. But um, I hope on a mass scale, that's it's more helpful to have clarified some of those things that I might not have done a good job clarifying before. So thank you guys for listening to this episode. We will see you on the next one. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. If you thought that this podcast was helpful for you, consider subscribing to this channel and leaving us a review. And if you're interested in learning more about the medical sales training programs that we provide, you can check us out online at medicalsalescertificationprogram.com. Thanks again, and we will see you on the next episode.